Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here in your presence. Guide us, lead us, and let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This morning, I want us to look at Matthew 22, verse 14. How many of us here are UD pastors? Okay. How many of us are not UD pastors? Okay. Beautiful. This morning, I want to share with you about what I call why few are chosen according to me. Why few are chosen according to me. Matthew 22, verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. Now, many are called uh, by God. Many, many, many are called by the Lord. And many of us here in the UD are called. God has called you to serve him. And many of us have a call to do great things for the Lord. Now, few people end up being chosen the way they ought to be chosen and used by God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 20. says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man that is a householder which went early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. When he had agreed with the laborers for a penny, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. Amen. Now, the first call was early in the morning. And then the second call was in the third hour. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and what is right I will give thee. They went their way. And he went in the sixth hour, and the ninth hour, the, doing the same thing. Amen. And did likewise. Then about the eleventh hour, he went out, amen, and found others standing idle. And said unto them, Why stand you here all the day idle? And they said unto him, Because no man has hired us. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. So when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the first unto the last. And when they that came were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house, saying, These last have wrought but one hour. And thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for one penny? Take that is thine and go thy way. I will give unto this last even as unto thee. 
Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? If thine eye is thine eye evil because I am good, so the last shall be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. This scripture, many are called, but few are chosen, defines the picture of ministry. All right, it defines a picture of ministry. And the picture of ministry is that many are invited and many are chosen. Many are trained. Many are invested in. But in the end, we have just a few people shining. Do you see? Now, what does it mean by many are called? The word many are called, I have a book on that. Ah, many are called, many are called, many are called. Yeah. So, I I hope to write a book, Why Few Are Chosen. Because it has to explain this side. Many are called, few are chosen. Yeah. Now, Many are called by God. What does it mean? It means early in the morning, God calls. It means in the third hour, he calls. It means in the sixth hour, he calls. It means in the ninth hour, he's calling. He's always recruiting. It means in the eleventh hour, the last minute, He's recruiting. So, I never stop recruiting people. I'm always trying to add people to the things that I'm doing. Because God recruits to the last moment. So, if I, if I get to the age of 70, I should be recruiting new people for the ministry. At the age of 70, to work with, to pray with, to join with me to teach and preach. That's how God is. He's never stopped recruiting. So when you in your church have, it's a long time since you recruited a new person for something. Eh? You are not walking in the pattern of God. And you see that the value of somebody who comes later is the same as the value of somebody who came early. When the person works well. Yes, it's amazing. But sometimes you think that it's only someone who has been there for a very long time. That's the only valuable person. You know, but it's like God is showing that, look, this last minute recruitment, the last minute that you brought this person, this person that you have just added, this new person that you've started bringing, is making a difference. So, there must be pastoral appointments all the time. We must train new people to do the same things that have, somebody has been doing Bible says, in the heat, the burden and the heat of the day. It doesn't matter. Is your eye evil because I am good? Do you see? Just because somebody is being brought new, don't have to have a bad mind. Yes. That is why God always, you see a new person springing up from nowhere, whom you didn't know. Thank God for those who have borne the burden and the heat. Of the day. Uh, God is raising up new people all the time. All the time. Thank God for those that have borne the burden and the heat of the ministry in Ghana. You know, like this church, the Catholic Church, they have borne the burden of Christianity for hun- over 100 years. Do you see? 
That doesn't mean that God will not call a prophet or a charismatic or a new church without any denomination or any major training. Just bring up the person. That is the nature. You see, Jesus told this parable to explain what he's doing. Yes. That's why many are called. You see, this why few are chosen. There's also why many are called. Why many are called is because God keeps on calling people. Last minute people, middle of season people, very last minute people, they are all brought in and given the same salary. (laughs) So, as for the many are called, the mystery of it is that he is always calling every hour. So, some of you here, you may be called by God to a worldwide ministry. You see, I have a, I have a worldwide ministry. I have a worldwide ministry. Yes. I have a worldwide ministry. There's no question about that. I don't minister, I don't minister only to Ghanaians. Yes. If I go to another country, I don't remember the last time I went to preach in a Ghanaian church outside Ghana. If I go outside Ghana, I preach to that, the countries, the people from that country. Well, most Ghanaian preachers, when we go outside, we preach, let's say if it's Germany, Ghanaian church in Germany, Ghanaian church in London, Ghanaian church in America, Ghanaian church in New York, Ghanaian church in whatever. These are like immigrant churches. It's a bit like Koreans. Koreans do that a lot. If your Korean comes to Ghana, there's a Korean church, so they preach to Koreans in the Korean church. And every country they are in, there are Koreans in their church. So they have Koreans that they preach to. So that's how we are also Ghanaians. But you can see that the Korean church here has not impacted Ghana much. It's more for Koreans who live, and there are thousands of Koreans in Ghana. They have a lot of business, tuna business and other businesses that they do in Ghana. So it makes a lot of people, a lot of Koreans work here. Yeah. Recently I met a Korean young man. He went to University of Ghana. He speaks three, everything. Yes. Yeah. Totally. He went to Presec. But Yongicho has a worldwide ministry. That is why Americans, Ghanaians, Nigerians, other people, he ministers to the world, not just to Koreans. Not just to Koreans in a country. So when he came to Ghana, he preached to Ghanaians, not to Koreans in Ghana. Are you with me? Yeah. So God is giving you a worldwide ministry. You'll be in Malaysia preaching to Malaysians. You'll be in Singapore preaching to Singaporeans. You'll be in America preaching to Americans. You'll be in Germany preaching to Germans. Yes. The last time I preached in Germany, I was preaching to Germans. Even I can't even pronounce the name of the church that I preached in. Because the name was so, is so deep in German. Yeah. Something, something. I can't even, even pronounce it. Yeah. It's not like something church. No. It's a German church with only white people, only Germans. Yeah. I was invited every year. I go there and I preach. My book was in German. Loyalty and disloyalty in German. Yeah. Are you with me? So your worldwide ministry is, it's not that God called Doug Heward Mills to have a worldwide ministry. You dear, he's not called. No, he, ninth hour, there are people being called to worldwide ministry. 
Seventh hour, they are being called. Eleventh hour, they are being called. Every hour, they are being called. And they are all getting the same salary too. Amazing. And somebody has borne the burden and the heat of the ministry. And you are coming at your last minute. Receive your calling in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 10. Son of man, all the words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart and hear with thine ears. Amen. All the words I'm speaking to you today, receive it in your heart and hear it with your ears. Ezekiel 3 verse 10. When I say that God is always calling people, remember that you may be the person that God is calling now and recruiting now for something now, for his work now. Don't worry about those who have done whatever they've done in the past. It's your turn. All the words, son of man, all the words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thine heart. Receive in thine heart. Receive it in your heart. One day a man of God told me something. He told me, when you don't understand something, put it in the wardrobe. Put it in the wardrobe. And keep it there. After some time, when you open the wardrobe, you will understand what you were told. When God called me, he told me, I've given you a healing ministry. Yes. I was in France when he told me that word. I had been waiting on the Lord the whole day. And in the evening, he told me, that I was, I'm giving you a healing ministry. Just, I didn't know how it's a healing ministry because I wasn't even feeling well. Do you understand? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. How can you have a healing ministry when you are not well? But he says, oh, my son of man, all the words that I shall give thee. Receive it in thine heart. Receive in thy heart and hear with your ears. Amen. Amen. And you'll be surprised. When he said he was, when he said, he showed me a mega church, church growth. How is it possible? Church growth. Believe in your heart. Receive this. You see, people don't receive things in their hearts. They receive it in their head. But they don't receive it in their heart. That's why they don't, they don't they don't experience it. That's why I've taken my time to go to this scripture in Ezekiel to show you, son of man, the things which I shall say to thee, receive in thine heart. God is going to bless you. Every word spoken will come to pass. In Jesus' name. So now that you are hearing that God is recruiting, receive your recruitment. Now, out of the many that are called, few become stars. And today, I want to go through quickly without referring to the sum of the scriptures. I'll leave it to you to check. Because I'm not, I'm not going to speak for even an hour. I'm just finishing just now. So, you see where you fit into this. I have preached why few are chosen in my church for five weeks. Each week is a different why few are chosen. This one is different from those ones. Yeah. <laughs> this, one is, this one is according to my experience. Yes, yes. 
from what I've seen, what I've seen. Are you with me? Number one, few are chosen because they do not communicate properly. They do not communicate properly. Matthew 7, 22. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Amen. You see, communication, talking, relating, is what makes you know people. That is why today people have not met, but they text and they fall in love. People have not sat down together for even 10 minutes and they are falling deeply in love and having sex even on the phone. Yes. Why? Because the essential element in a relationship exists even through a phone. Even if you haven't seen the person face to face. Because you can be sitting next to the person, but because you don't have that essential element of a relationship, there is no relationship. You can be by the person. You can sit in the same house with a person, but you don't have a relationship with the person because you don't communicate. That is why you can be in the house with your spouse and be texting somebody else and be in love with that person rather than the person that is in the house with you with whom you are not communicating or not saying anything. Yes. Because the essential factor in the development of a relationship where you say, I know you and you know me, is in the communication, the to and fro. To and fro. I say, you say, 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 I say, you say. And after I say, you say, I say, you say, I say, you say. You start to know me and I start to know you. Yes. You can have sex with somebody but you, are, you, you don't have a relationship with the person. In fact, prostitutes have sex with people. One day I was talking with one young man. He, he told me I used to, used to go to prostitutes all the time and so on. And he was describing. I mean, it's more, but it seems more like this. He goes in, you see a, a big woman whatever the person he pays when he pays it's like she has to he doesn't know them they don't know him he doesn't know them but it's like once he's a pay this is a small boy this is what he wants he wants and so on and he's paid for whatever he has he's getting <laughs> yes <laughs> hey but he doesn't know them he doesn't know them they don't know him he'll never see them again he may never meet them. Some prostitutes are there that you can go back to them. You can go back to the same. Some are even known in the town. The people have, they have their regular customers. People come there regularly. But people don't know them. So you can have sex with somebody that you don't know. It's not even communication. It's not even a relationship. And you can have sex with somebody you hate. Jacob when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, then he opened Rachel's womb. So, God, so you can have some sex with somebody you hate. So, yes. So, there's hate sex. You don't like the person, but you hate, you, you, you have sex with the person. 
Do you get it? Yes. So what is the essential element that makes you close to somebody? It's the person that you communicate well with. Well with. People live in the same house. They don't even lift up their heads to talk to the person. They don't look into the eyes of the person. There are a lot of people who feel when you give somebody food, you have married him. The one I said food to. I've married or washed your clothes. I've married you. That's their concept of marriage. You don't, you don't need to marry to give somebody food. Be serious. Be serious. <laughs> yes. Be serious. That is why caterers are multiplying in Ghana. That is why people have what they call lunch money. And lunch. Most people have lunch at work. Most people have lunch at work. And the person who provides that lunch is not the wife. Be serious about what I'm telling you. speaking to the caterer every day and texting the caterer every day and calling the caterer every day and whatever else with the caterer then we can say you are having a relationship or knowing the person who is giving you food marriage is not about serving food Everybody has a perverted version of marriage and of what they think is marriage. Yes. And one of the perversions of marriage is to think that you just serve food and you have married. You are giving less than 10% of what is needed in marriage. Yes. And most wealthy people, when they get to a certain place, no, the wife never cooks. It's always a chef because cooking is a job. And to do it well, you need to be dedicated. If you are not dedicated to cooking, your food will never be good. <laughs> yes. Are you still here? Yeah. Don't be angry if I'm not saying what you like. Yeah. I am saying that a day will come when Jesus will say, I never knew you. And why would he say, I never knew? Is it that you didn't have sex with him? Is it that you didn't serve him food? No. What would he say he doesn't know you? What is the, how do people know people? It's by talking, calling, texting, listening, I listen to you, listen to me, talking, talk. Then your heart comes, and my also heart comes. Your heart comes out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. And you start to say your heart issues. So those of you who call yourself missionaries, many are called and do not do well on the mission field because your heart issues do not come out. In your life, you never really communicate. Yes. That's why these days, you see, like yesterday, I saw many of you standing outside. Some time ago, I would have even stopped to talk to you. But these days, I look and I say, these people, they are hypocrites. They, they, they will say they, they are coming to mark register at a conference to show your face that you've come for a conference. And then you also be there. You never relate. You never communicate. You never say anything. You are like, you are hearing me. I'm speaking to you for hours. Hours and hours. You're always hearing me talk. I know I don't hear anything of you or from you. Yes. I don't even know you. Yeah. What should I do? Yeah. 
People say, I look at this and say, oh, Charlie, just pass by and go to the house. You are, you are even tired. Yeah. Relationship. Well, look, if you think that it's, it's, you can have sex with somebody, you don't know the person. You can be a member of UD, but I don't know you. Yes. And when you see the person, you say official things. This is according to what I think. You can you can choose what you think. Number two, few are chosen because they are not spiritual. First Corinthians 3, I brethren, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, which means that I could not speak to you. Most of you cannot be spoken to at all. Because you are not spiritual. Without spirituality, you cannot be in the ministry. And Paul, the apostle, couldn't speak to his sons and couldn't speak to people. There's nothing to say to you because you are not spiritual. There's nothing much to to communicate again. What is there to say? What else is there to talk about? say I cannot speak unto you as unto spiritual I can't speak to you I can't I can't can't be relaxed with you I I can't even chat with you because you are not a spiritual person if you are not spiritual you can't be you can't be close to me and you see if you are a member of UD your closeness to me is critical why because the bible says I am the vine, you are the branches. There is nothing like a branch that is detached. Slight separation. It is dead. It means it is dead. Your lack of connection is your death. Your lack of connection or closeness is equal to your death. So you don't communicate. You are not spiritual. You can't even be spoken to or related with. Many are not spiritual. You don't pray. You don't read your Bible. You are just watching videos. Pornography. Chatting. Social media. That's what you spend your time. I was saying yesterday, my bishops who are on their phone all the time are the bishops that are, they don't do well. And some of my bishops are not doing well. And pastors too. They are on the phone all the time. When you go online now, you say, if you send a, a text right now, they will see it just now. They will see it. How can you just see a text? How? I, mean, I, always, I always wonder, so I sent you a text. How, how will I see the text? How will I see the text? Have you looked at my phone today? When I turn my phone off, in the, I don't turn it off, but when I... I, I, I'm, I'm charging it. The lowest that it will be will be 70. And if you have a thousand things to do, if you have a hundred things to do, I have a thousand. It's true. What are you doing on your phone? Always phone, television, pornography, films. Chatting, social media, forwarding texts. You see, and there are some WhatsApp groups. You can even see that the people are not deep because it's only forwarded texts, forwarded WhatsApps. They themselves don't say anything. They will just be forwarding videos, forwarding things, forwarded, 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 forwarded. They themselves have nothing to say. You, 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 you are just sharing things around. Yes. You, if you like, watch and see. 
they are not deep. They have no contribution. Just forwarded, 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 forwarded. And you are watching or downloading or watching or but you say you don't have credit to download podcasts. And you don't have credit to download this. You don't have this for this. You don't have that for that. Just on the phone like this, throughout. Throughout. Be careful that you don't go blind. Yes. Because the phones have been known to draw, spoil, spoiling people's eyes. In the same way that wearing sunglasses is important because when you have cataracts, when you go for cataract surgery, if they will tell you that it is from the sunlight that causes the cataracts, the direct whatever on the sunlight. So they advise the people to wear glasses. People feel that it's fashion. So that bright light that you are looking at, you are squinting in, is actually gradually leading you to cataracts. In the same way as you are looking at this bright light from the phone, it's like looking at the sun. Hmm. And it's not giving you anything good to. It's spoiling relationships. Yeah. You see husband and wife in the house, all of them on the phone. This one is sending messages, forwarding, forwarding, forwarding. forwarding. One day, look, one of my pastors... And the wife, you know, he was in the house. His wife was also in the house. Then suddenly he had a call. So when he said, hello? Hello. Do you know who it was? It was his wife. She had, those days there was no mobile phone. She went out to get a phone booth and call him. Because when she's in the house, he was on the phone to outside, outside, outside. So she realized that my hope is, my only hope is to also be outside and to call. Yes. My hope is to be outside and to call. Put that accursed damn phone down. I'm telling you. And find something spiritual to do. Yes. Put that accursed damn phone down. Put that accursed damn phone down. Put that damn phone down. I'm telling you. You are sick. And that's why few are chosen. We are not spiritual. We are not spiritual. We are not spiritual. Yes. You know, one pastor, he told his congregation, I pray four hours every day. When we asked the wife, the wife said, my husband does not pray. He does not pray. Point number three. (laughs) Few are chosen because they are liars. They are liars and pretenders. Psalm 120, verse 1. In my distress, I cried unto the Lord. And he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee? And what shall be done unto thee? Thou false tongue, sharp arrows of the mighty, with coals of juniper. What shall be given unto thee, thou false tongue? Liars and pretenders. Many of us don't struggle at all to tell lies. That's why I don't lay, I don't bother to lay, like as I've come, so let me lay hands on all of you to receive anointing. What you are even going to receive are sharp arrows of the mighty and coals of juniper. That is charcoal, hot charcoal on your head. Not hands laying. Because you are a liar. You are a liar and a pretender. You think what I'm saying is is hard? You never find, you find people who can tell lies like pastors. And people who are supposed to be spiritual, liars. 
you can lie through your teeth and live a lie for years and pretend. Yes. You see, truth, eh? Truth has a promise in it. A great promise. There's a promise in truth. That promise, eh? People don't regard and respect the great promise that is in truth. The promise that is in truth is simple. You shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. Free from what? Free from demons. Free from strongholds. Free from darkness. Free from bondage. Free from the devil. Free from evil. Free from wickedness. Free from demonic traps. Free from things that have trapped you. Things that have held you, things that have bound you, that is the meaning of free truth that is the deepest promise that truth holds for you you stand in the church and say you pray for four hours every day even I was about to say how much I pray then I remember that that story I said no I will not say it, I will not say anything yes I will not say it What shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? What shall be done unto thee, thou false That's why a pastor can write an attendance that didn't attend. An attendance that didn't attend. People that didn't come. Things that are not true. You know, we have been counting the souls that Healing Jesus campaign has won. So far, we have about, th- about 13 million souls. But when I compare it with Bonky, which is about 70 whatever million, I feel like increasing mine to just make it 25 million. <laughs> To thee, thou false tongue. <laughs> what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? What shall be done unto thee? Thou? No anointing. Anointing, follow me. Sharp arrows will fall on you. Anointing, follow me. Cones of juniper will fall on you. One day I invited a pastor to come and work for the Lord. He told me something about his mother. His mother, something, his mother is so again, it will destroy his mind. He's the only son, this and that. About 15 years later, he decided to come into full time. So I asked him one day, Are you, tell me the truth, is it your mother that prevented you from being full time? And I didn't ask him that. I, I said, Tell the truth. It was not your mother. He said, it's true, Bishop, it's true. I was lying. You know. What shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Today, he's not even in, in the ministry. You see, sharp coals of juniper, hot coals of juniper. You are a liar, a deceiver. My mother told, told me, I don't know how you can teach your children that you never tell lies. My mother taught me, you never, for lying. I don't know how she taught me. I, I wish I could remember, but I remember that my mother somehow taught me. Yes, and she used to, she used to tell, point out to me that Ghanaians can tell lies. Well, my mother is not from Ghana. You see, in Switzerland, if you go, when you, the, the bus comes, there's no, nobody to pay. You just go on. And you are, on, you are supposed to pay. There's a place you just 
pay on the side, you get a ticket. No one will ask you any question whether you paid or not. They are bringing them. If they say the bus will come at 8.14, it will be 8.14. Never 5.15. It will be there. Just pay and get. My uncle told me, my uncle, he told me when he went to England, when he went to England, at King's Cross Station, King's Cross Station, in London. He said they used to sell newspapers. Nobody stands by the newspaper. The newspaper is here. The box is here for the money. You pick the newspaper, you put your money and you go. Nobody stands by it. And you pick and you go. Yes. So, a nation, a nation of deception, pastors filled with deception, lies to one another, lies to, and betrayers usually betray each other. When somebody betrays you, eh, it's usually betraying another. When he's lying to this, he's also lying to the other one. So, you don't know that you are about seven or eight that are lying to you. I lie to you, lie to me, I lie to you, I lie to me, you lie to me, I lie to you, I lie to So that's why the elections, the politicians lie to the people, the people also lie to them. So, oh yeah, we'll vote for you. Yes. You lie to me, we lie to you, you lie to me, you lie to you, you lie to you, I lie to you, you lie to me, I lie to you. Ah, to the end. I will not mention names, but one day I met a man of God and as I spoke to him, I remember I was, I was talking with him and the spirit whispered to me that this man's ministry is going down. And the reason was that he was telling lies. He was telling me personally lies. Yes. Recently, this same man of God told somebody the truth. But see, I watched him on television telling lies. And the preaching also becomes lies. You know what you are preaching is not correct. You know you don't even believe that preaching you are preaching. You don't believe it, I tell you. You don't believe it. I'm, I'm telling you why people are not rising. Because you are rising by sharp arrows. Holes of juniper are pushing you down. And arrows are preventing you from walking forward. I'm telling you what I believe. Why few are chosen. Wherever you find the truth, you find Jesus. Why? Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the truth. Where you find truth, true truth. If you don't believe that if somebody is going to give, he will be blessed. Don't take money from the person knowing that you are raping the person of money. You are a vampire taking the person's last money. And it is not true. And you are not going to use it for the building. You are not developing the church. Where you find truth, you find Jesus. Where you find lies, you find the devil. He said, the Bible says, he's the father of lies. That, and where you see your child, are you a Ghanaian? That means your father is nearby. Isn't it? It must be somewhere in Ghana. Mampong. Yeah, you see, no, I, I was not wrong. Because that's the child. That's the child. So the father will be somewhere. So when I see lie, then I see the father of lies is nearby. He's around somewhere. So that's why as soon as you see a, a minister lying, the land costs 3,000. You are telling it's 10,000. 
you are a liar. That's why things cannot be built because it's full of liars everywhere. Liars. <laughs> you tell the church you are building this, you are doing this, you are doing this, you are not doing it. You are not doing it. You are a liar. That's why most pastors cannot build because you are li- liars are pastors. Thieves are pastors. Liars and thieves. Because lying usually go with stealing. You know, I went somewhere and I saw our church, it, has, it was not developed at all. And so we just got a land, this and that. So then he, the pastor said to me, oh, I, I, by the grace of God, I've got four plots for myself and I'm even going to add two. So I said, how much is the land? Then he was mentioning something, thousand. I said to him, tell the truth. How much is the land? 400 cities. Liars. So that is why you see, then the desire and the drive to build a church, send money is not there. So that I said, let me rather buy a car and drive a nicer car than to send money to a liar. Oh, oh, oh dear, oh. Few rights, they don't do well. This is it. This is it. Everything about you is not true. I told you I'm not, I'm not talking for a long time. Number four. Few are chosen because they are not obedient in small things. You know the story in 1 Kings chapter 13. They are not obedient in small things. The man of God was told, go and prophesy. And he went to prophesy. And God did wonders. There were manifestations. When he finished the manifestations, God told him, don't eat bread in Bethel. Which is a small thing. Eat, but don't eat it here. Take your sandwiches to the next town and eat your sandwich in the next town. (laughs) Take your rice to the next town and eat your rice. That's why they eat bread. He did everything that God prophesied against the king where he could have even died for that prophecy. But he did it. There were signs, there was wonders. When it came to the eating part, he didn't do it. And the Bible says, a lion met him by the way. And the man of God prophesied and said, because you have eaten bread in Bethel, because you have done this small thing, a lion will meet you in the way and you, you, your, 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 your body will not be taken to your fathers. And that's exactly what happened. Most of the missionaries will tell, do this or do that. They don't do it. They will be doing other things. You are going to buy this. You are going here. You are moving to town to do this. You are doing this. And now I'm talking about the damn accursed phone that you are holding. Damn accursed phone. I damn it and I curse it. Because it's an accursed tool for you. I know what I'm saying. It has destroyed your ministry. Because little things. That's it. You can't even wait on God for two days. Never you. When has anybody seen you waiting on God before? Where? From the where? From the where? From the where have you been seen separating yourself, waiting on God, just you and God? Since when? Since when? Since when? You will never rise. Many pastors, they are like my pastor who bought chickens in a certain country. He bought the chicken. They old chick, you buy and he fed them with corn. It's supposed to be three months. And they become big. One month, they were like this. After feeding them. The food, was get, the, the food is in the house. So you take every day. It's getting finished. Two months, it was small like this. Not that they didn't eat. They ate all, but they were small. Three months, it was small like this. 
Why? It's called failure to thrive. Failure to develop. You have received books, macarios, this, that, meetings, camp meetings, whatever, and you are like this. You are like this. You are like this. <laughs> you are like this. <laughs> Shame. Number five. Few are chosen because they don't follow and they don't copy fully. Jesus said, follow and I will make you. Because you are not following, because you are not following huh? fully, you are becoming nothing. Follow me, I will make you. I will make you into something. You are not being made into anything. God has made me a worldwide minister of the gospel. He has made me an evangelist, a healing evangelist. Night after night, we see miracles. Blind, lame, dumb, everything. We are watching it live. The largest crusade everywhere I I have been by the grace of God. And you are my son. The son of a lizard is a lizard. The son of an elephant is an elephant. How can an elephant give birth to a pig? You are not my follower. If you are my follower, I will see the fruits. You are not my follower. I could also say, eh, but I'm not like Bernard Bonke. He's a white man in Germany, from America, from here. All Bonke is supported by American pastors. Sometimes Bonke can come for a crusade like this. You get about 25, 30, 40 white people. They all come. His main support, one of his main support is Germany. Bonke preaches in pure German. His last meeting, he went to Germany and he told them, I will not see you again. I say to you, Avidazen, which is bye-bye in German. I decided to leave, Avidazen, bye-bye. I will see you in heaven. He's preaching German, German supporting him. I don't have those kind of support. I don't use all those, the, the lack, what, what the differences is to say that you are different. So I cannot become what you, what you are in my own little corner I can do what I can do. You are not followers. You are not followers. That is why you are not becoming anything. Oh. And number six, the, the last point, number seven, few are chosen because they do not have good marriages. Zechariah chapter five. Verse 5. Then the angel who was speaking to me came forward and said, Look up and see what this is that is appearing. And I said, What is it? And he said, It is a measuring basket. And he added, This is the iniquity of the people throughout the land. Then the cover of lead was removed. And there in the basket sat a woman. And he said, This is wickedness. And he pushed her back into the basket. And push the lead cover down over its mouth. Wickedness in the basket. Many people do not have good marriages. In fact, I'll recommend to you a message by Derek Prince on marriage. You just Google it, Derek Prince, marriage something. At the beginning of the message, just marriage, I mean, he has not many things on marriage, but he talks about it. He said, if you kept, he got a research of about there are a certain number of pastors. Most of them don't have good marriages. Most of them don't have good marriages. How many points have I given you? Six. six. He said, most of them do not. Okay, number, number six, they are not good leaders. They are not good leaders. So then we go to number seven, marriage, because I'm ending. Most do not have good marriages. If you go into the marriage, there's a problem. Now, the marriage problem is from the husband who are not good husbands 
and the wives who are not good husbands. So it's very difficult to see who is at fault. But many pastors are not good leaders and don't have good marriages. All the things you are supposed to do in a marriage, you don't do. And many of the wives, when the husband is good, then the wife usually is bad. Yes. That's how it is. If the husband is good, the wife is usually bad. And if the husband is bad, the wife is good. Occasionally, we have bad, bad. Which equals to good. Bad and bad becomes good. Because they are equally matched. Yes. Both when they are both bad, it 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 almost becomes like a good marriage because it's an equal match. This one is like this, this one is like this. And when the two meet, you have met your meter. You have met your meter. Today you have met your meter. Yes. It's true. Because it's 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 a curse. It's a curse working. The Bible says there shall be no more curse. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 7, they that will marry have trouble in the flesh. And there are some that should have made themselves eunuchs in the kingdom. But again, with the marriage problems, there is lying, there is pretending. Some people, all that they want is a show. Like if I wear brown, you also wear brown. Then we go, everybody thinks that it's okay. That's all they live for. All they live for is to give an impression. Yes. All they live for is for an, a good impression. That is all they want. One day I saw, I, I, I met a sister who knew somebody's marriage. The marriage very well. And she said to me, this man, brother, and so on, are having a big anniversary party. And she, she was saying to me that, I mean, I didn't know those people. I didn't know them. She said, is it, she asked, are they playing a game or what? Are they playing a game? Yes. The real marriage, the real marriage, there's nothing. There's nothing, just phone and zero and beast. But the big anniversary party. Yes. I saw another couple. You know, one day a pastor said to me, he said, if I am able to stay with my wife till I die or she dies. He said, have you seen the crusade you are doing? I said, I've seen it. He said, if I'm able to stay with my wife till I die, it is more than all the souls that you are winning at your crusade. of every relationship is the end of communication. Yes. It's not the, even the end of sex. And the end of sex is another, is another end. The end of sex is the end of your marriage. Yes. The end of sex is the end of your marriage. 
almost everybody who has a bad marriage, you see they don't have sex. Much. Yeah. Your marriage is finished. And they don't talk about anything anymore. Silent trade. Talking to outsiders. Marriage has been reduced to serving food, which caterers are doing. So, this wife you are chosen. Thank you. Stand to your feet. Some time ago, I would talk and talk and talk, but now I don't feel that there's a need to talk much. Lift your hands and thank God for His power, His word, His spirit. Father, we are grateful for your blessing, for your word, your mighty, mighty Holy Spirit who is moving in our lives. Father, thank you for this great blessing. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and pray. Just lift your hands.